The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, Jason. And Happy New Year. We are now in 2023, at least when this episode releases. We are recording in 2022, but this will be our first episode of the new year. And I think this is our 94th episode. Oh, wow. Do you even remember what we talked about in the last 93 episodes? I don't remember what we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, that Um, that is true. (laughs) I guess I kind of do, but uh, wow, 94th. Yeah, we're getting close to 100 coming up. I can't believe it. Are we going to do something special for the 100th? We have to. It's a big celebration for the 100th episode. If we last that long and we at least keep one listener the whole time. Yeah. Oh, one. I'll, I'll force one of my kids to listen. <laughs> I could do that as punishment. But. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little, cool. uh, to help them sleep at night if they don't want to go to sleep. We're kind of put this on in the background. Go to sleep now. <laughs> sleep or you're going to have to listen to this podcast. In this new season of the podcast, we are going to have parenting tips for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> useful. It's very useful. Yes. Well, we are in a new year, and a new year is usually a time when people have new uh, beginnings. They have New Year's resolutions, new ideas of things they want to do, you know, new year, new you, and here are all the things I'm going to accomplish. And after January 1st, we're at January 2nd, and pretty much those lists have all failed, and people start over and think okay. about the next year. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, thinking about newness and a new year, we actually have a big change uh, this year in our church ministry, and we thought that uh, it'd be good to talk about for our listeners. Hopefully we get uh, some new listeners from um, a new audience, as you'll hear about uh, during this uh, episode, but just wanted to uh, ask you some questions on that and explain to our listeners uh, about what's new this year in this new season of ministry. For us. It sounds exciting, but you get to answer some of the questions too. Okay, Roger? I'll, I'll just defer back to you. So. Great. <laughs> okay. We'll see about that. So in 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 this new year, yep. what's new with our church? What, what's gone on the past, I would say? Has it been 10 months we've been talking about this and and this is finally coming uh, yeah. to reality? It, it has been. It has been a... a Wonderful, exciting, challenging, uh, uh, faith-growing last 10 months or so. And for for those that are tuning in, maybe don't know what's going on in our church, maybe they're not from our church community, um, we're very excited that there's a a new phase in ministry for our church. Uh, We are going to be become one church with a, a sister church that has asked come in and um, adopt and unite with them and uh, move into their campus, which is a fantastic facility that the Lord has blessed them with and now has blessed us with. And uh, so it's really exciting. So we are going from being Mount Ararat Bible Church uh, and our sister church, First Baptist Church of Canoga Park, 
to becoming one church together, the Mount Bible Church. And it's really been a, a wonderful and uh, exciting time for us. And so we're kicking off here in the new year. Yeah, it's been a, a long road, a lot of conversations and thinking about this. And, and I don't know about you, but in seminary, they didn't have a class on how you work through this process. No, they did not. Uh, although you would hope that they would, you know, we'd see more of this happening. I was actually just talking to a, a cousin of mine who was saying this should be happening all around the mm-hmm. country uh, because you do have situations where there'd be this mutual benefit and this benefit to the witness for the kingdom of God when, yeah, there's one church that had been struggling a little bit, going through a difficult season, but has been blessed with wonderful campus and facilities and other kind of church plants. Like in our case, we were a church plant seven and a half years ago and uh, we're growing and expanding and uh, in need of facilities and the humility from the FBC group and uh, uh, just coming the willingness to come together this should happen all over the place and i hope that it maybe can become a model for other churches as well so in this process there's uh, a new name uh, yeah. that came about give us some yeah. details on that and the genesis of that idea yeah so when we're thinking of bringing two churches together and uh, you 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 think about what are some of the the What's known about these churches? What's out there that it can be identified? And, you know, in our case, uh, our church has been growing and expanding, and we do have a a bit of a presence out in the valley. And we want to make sure that um, some of the identity that we had established was maintained. And um, so we we thought, well, can we keep any aspect of our name while at the same time letting the the congregation that we're now... um, coming into and and taking on as our congregation, letting them know that that they matter as well. And one of the things that uh, they had asked is, let's think about changing our name so Mm -hmm. that there can be a united kind of fresh start in some aspects. And with that in mind, I I was thinking and praying, and I know many were thinking and praying, and it, it came to us that, hey, this idea of keeping, instead of Mount Ararat and limiting it to one mountain, let's say, that in some ways is ethnically identifiable and whatnot. Um, well, there's so many mounts, first of all, mountains in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But also for me personally, as I was looking at Isaiah chapter 2 and this idea of come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, this idea of going up to the mountain where we meet with God uh, just loomed large for me. Mm-hmm. And so can we keep an aspect of our identity? Yeah, this idea of the mount. Um the mount where we meet with God, and of course, grounded in Scripture, the Bible, and a church coming together. So uh, the Mount Bible Church ended up being what we landed on, and bringing anyone and everyone. If you look at Isaiah 2, it's all the nations are coming up together to the mountain of the Lord, and that's our hope, right? We want to reach the nations. We want to reach the ends of the earth, every uh, tongue, tribe, and nation for the glory of God and not limited to any one particular group. And we are on location now at the Mount Bible Church. We are. Which will be our name in, in January, which you're hearing this in January, so yeah. that is the new name yeah. of the congregation. You know, as we think about where we've come from um, and, you know, the Lord opening up these new opportunities for us, yeah. uh, 
one of the ideas or, or things we've talked a lot about is culture in the church. Yeah. You know, before we were at uh, our current church, we were both part of you know, very ethnic churches, and we saw challenges uh, with being in a predominantly ethnic church. Yeah. Um, you know, if you think of one of the <coughs> biggest challenges of that, wh- what comes to mind uh, initially? Yeah, I mean, it, Roger, you'd remember, uh, obviously, when we kicked off, when we started our church, uh, Mount Ararat Bible Church, um, the, we started w- with the mindset that there were certain things in our past that we didn't want to replicate. Mm-hmm. One of the main things that I've noticed in a lot of, it doesn't mean in every ethnic church, but in a lot of ethnic churches, is that the ethnicity became the central piece of the identity mm-hmm. rather than Christ. And so when we set out to start the church that we started, we wanted from day one, even though we knew that initially, especially the majority of the people that came to our church, were going to be one ethnicity. Yeah. Um, but the, the church is not meant for that. The church is for Christ. Uh, we, it, we wanted the gospel to be the main thing. And I think that we remained faithful to that. And we tried to be real careful to protect that. And so I think one of the biggest challenges for ethnic churches is... How do you move? How do you move the ethnicity to the periphery, keep the gospel in Christ the center, mm-hmm. when what is kind of bringing everyone together is really the ethnicity? Yeah, and it, it's interesting because it seems that what came first was the ethnic connection, not the gospel connection, right. and that seems to uh, be predominant. Mm-hmm. And and when you have a people group that have been, you know, have come to new new places and they they create communities, yeah. it's natural that 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 still is uh, looming large on their mind. Yeah. Where when you don't have the gospel being the glue that's really connecting you, rather than your ethnicity. Not that that doesn't connect you, but that the gospel uh, is what really unites us as one with all the other believers, uh, then you have just this generational wanting to continue to transmit that culture from one to the next to the next yeah. through the church uh, instead of elsewhere. Yep. Um, and and look, um, uh, there is a book, I think I've talked about it on our podcast in the past, Compelling Community, hmm. uh, came out of the kind of Nine Marks group. Okay. I, I don't remember who the author <clears throat> is right now, but the idea there was, um, when you make all the groups in your church um, focused on something other than Christ that unites them, so the bicycle club and the you know <laughs> mountain climbing group and whatever. Hey, I'll the, go to that one. I, I'm sure you would, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Okay, um, what ends up happening is your connection becomes not Christ but that other thing. Yeah. Whereas in community groups and in church small groups that unite, not based on any one identifiable thing, but rather Christ alone. And so you've got maybe regional group. So yeah. the region is what brings you, but age, all ages, all different backgrounds. That's <clears throat> what they were arguing is compelling community hmm. because it's community that's brought about by Christ only. And, and I like that idea. Yeah. Again, I don't think it needs to limit us. I think, you know, doing a, a group that goes climbing or, or hiking, it's fine, you know, <laughs> but if that's really what identifies us, then, then, then we're probably missing out on something wonderful the Lord can do. Well, same is true about ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not saying it's wrong, but it, it it often displaces the gospel and Christ as the centerpiece. 
and we want to avoid that. Yeah, yeah, it, and it, and it's funny because even as we've been trying to do that, I'll still get comments. Oh, you go to an Armenian church? That's right. And, uh, let's yeah. step back and what that really means because yeah. it does mean something more than just calling it an ethnic, uh, you know, identity of, of the majority of the people. It go, there's so much more involved. So I always yeah. push back when people say that. Um, but thinking about you know this now combined church, yep, uh, combined because of the gospel and for you know, the, the glory of God. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. This should be happening more often, but we know that in our flesh, it's very hard to have unity. Yeah. Christ prayed for unity. He wanted unity. We think, you know, on paper it makes sense, but we know we're still have fleshly, uh, struggles oh, yeah. that, that prevent that. So as you think about this coming together, what, what challenges come to mind? What, what most concerns you about, this body now moving forward yeah. uh, with a new name and new identity. Um, and just imagine that you've been in your home for 30, 40 years mm-hmm. and you're going through a difficult time. And so you decide to bring someone else into your home, hand them the keys, allow that person to live as though that's their home. It becomes yeah. their home there. You put their name on the deed Okay. And you're still there though. You're still living there. Yeah. And that family, those new people that are there are doing things a little differently than <laughs> you do. They cook a little different food, you know, the smells <laughs> in the kitchen are different. I mean, think about that from, from the group perspective, the perspective of the group that's been here at this campus for all those years. And there are some members that have been here over yeah. 50 years, the humility for them to be able to say, yes, come and let's become one. Come and, and you lead the way because our church is leading the way for them to be willing to do that it takes a lot of humility. And I think there's going to be a lot of challenges in that respect and that we need to be uh, aware of, open to um, godly guidance. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've got to be prayerful about this to make sure we who are coming in are not, uh, you know, are not stepping on toes intentionally in any way. And so there's a lot. Uh, in that respect. And then on the other hand, our church has been doing things for the last eight years, almost a certain way. Mm -hmm. They're used to a very family feel. Um, So it's, it's going to be a challenge for those who are here too. Um, So yeah, there's some challenges to think about. Yeah. On the flip side, what are the, the blessings? What's exciting you? Oh man. Look, when we set out, we said, like like you just talked about, we are not an ethnic church, okay? We want to reach the people wherever we are. We want to reach, reach the neighborhoods. We want to reach to the ends of the earth. Now, mm-hmm. if only one ethnicity came, that's fine, as long as they're coming for the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. And that's what it's been majority, right? But we have seen others start coming in. Well, with an influx of a number of church families all of a sudden that become part of us right mm-hmm. away, that provide a diversity, um, that's exciting to me. Hmm. It kind of is a, it helps us to understand what the gospel does. Uh, You and I have talked about this a lot, Hmm. um, thinking about things like Ephesians 2 and other passages, where the gospel brought unity between Jew and Gentile. Really? Um, Nothing could unify those (laughs) groups, but the gospel Mm -hmm. did. And we've talked about it, that historically the Christians were known as a third race, Hmm. not Jew, not Gentile, but Christian. So that's exciting to me that we're going to have this influx of diversity. 
The other thing that's exciting is, let's be honest, it's a fabulous campus here. Mm -hmm. The Lord has blessed FBC with such a wonderful campus, wonderful buildings, worship center, classrooms, fields, just so much that can be utilized for the glory of God. And, and uh, can't wait to find out new ways that we can use this stuff for the glory of God and expansion of the kingdom. Hmm, that's good. Yeah. Anything for, that I missed that you're excited about? Yeah. I, I, there are a few things I, I, that come to mind. You know, when you mentioned the facility, that is a big thing for us. We have been searching for so many years and, and faced so many closed doors and yeah. was wondering what is the Lord going to do next, praying, seeking wisdom. And so this opens up uh, a lot of possibilities now for growing ministry. Yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, look, look where we live. San Fernando Valley, you know, and, and what it's known for. Mm. I mean, I think some even call this the porn capital of the world. Mm. And to think, you know, uh, and churches continuing to grow and not, not letting this church die out. I look yeah. at some places where you see these old facilities that have been there for 50 years plus, and it's just a building now with no people in it. But to see, okay, you know, this church... And, and what the Lord could do through this body and this area. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's funny when people, you know, I, I go to conferences and I talk to people and like you're from California and they just get this look on their yeah. face like, there, is anything good there? And talk about churches. Can and they're like, anything good come out of yeah. Nazareth? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but people just think of, you know, are there churches there as the presence? You know, we're not a Bible boat, which is a good thing in a way because there's a difference between mm -hmm. those who are believers and those who are lost and just to see more churches thriving we want that this is there's some million, over a million people in the area mm -hmm. um and just to see more and more churches that that's what we want uh to see and to the lord to redeem more lives i mean Amen. i just think of my my walk with christ and i was saved in this area and i think back and i'm like lord you took me to the worst place in the world and I found you, Amen. you know, and, and how many more people we want to know Christ. Armenians in this area are a huge population. Yep. There's a, uh, a diverse uh, amount of people uh, around us. So, you know, I was thinking about this um, when I was driving in today because of where I came in from. Um, I noticed. So when we were on our campus, uh, previous campus, we were a block or a couple of blocks or not even a mile, half a mile away from CSUN. Uh, now we're a mile or so, a mile and a half maybe away from Pierce College. Mm. Yeah. Another college campus, another opportunity to do ministry, mm. another group that we can go out and, and reach out to, and a mile and a half away from the village, uh, which is a kind of a shopping area and restaurant area and yeah. stuff. There's so much that we can, there's so many places that we can go to to reach people for Christ and help people to know their need for him. And so, yeah, it, it, there's a need, there's mm -hmm. a need and praise the Lord that this campus is not turning into condos like a lot of church campuses are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there it's known <laughs> there's not much land left in our area yep. to build and they're not building churches and no. the buildings and developers want them so that they can, yeah, build apartments and, yep. and, and make a lot of money off this, on um, these properties. And there's a lot of old churches. I mean, even yeah. this church I think was built. Uh, after what World War II and kind of that era started at that time, the church was planted, I think, in 1952. Yeah, and then 1972, I think, is when they built the current facility. 
Yeah. yeah. So it's had a long history here, and this area is just so congested. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just the San Fernando Valley, yep. but there's so many people. Yep. And, you know, Lord willing, this becomes a lighthouse for the gospel to go forth, and more people come through the walls. It's also yeah. a challenge because we're moving from, said, family church to now you're going to be dealing with a lot more different issues that people struggle with and that may come through the doors and make people feel uncomfortable that haven't been used to that. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, uh, it's funny. uh, I'm glad you caught yourself. You you said come through the walls at first and then you said come through the doors. That probably wouldn't be good to go through the walls. Yeah. Please don't go through the walls. (laughs) Please. The doors will be open for you unless you're like Christ, you know, uh, in his glorified body. That'd maybe. be some good, good preaching, some good application. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, as you think about, you know, where where we've uh, gone in, in the seven, seven and a half years at yeah. the old. More than seven and a half years. Wow, yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. Uh, but just thinking as your, your, you know, your goal, what, what are your desires for this new body now? You know, we had, you had a thought of, of the initial group that had come out from another body and you yeah. wanted to, uh, you know, you're uh, preaching a lot of different series, a lot of different messages. Now we're in a new season. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, you know, one of the things that I, I want to push on in this new season is, uh, go out and serve hmm. or, or serve and go out. Maybe I'll put it that way. One of the things that I, I, I feel as though, um, happens in, in a lot of churches, we're, we're good at taking care of ourselves. We have a lot of Bible studies, a mm-hmm. lot of opportunities for people to grow in their knowledge of the word and in those types of things, but applying that knowledge and going out and shining the light of Christ in the world more evangelism, more missions. I want to see more of our people get uncomfortable and go out and do the work of the Lord, maybe short terms Mm -hmm. missions to get a taste. And then I'd love to see more of our people commit to going long-term into the mission uh, missions field. Um, I'd love to see more of what we're getting to do now through children's hunger fund Mm -hmm. and actually going into homes now being a church that delivers boxes, not just packs boxes. That's a big step for us. And I'm excited about it because it's giving opportunity to engage with people. And so I want to see more of our people realize how, um, short the time is here on earth and, uh, you know, to, to make the most of every opportunity, like Paul says, um, that, that's, I think something I want to see happen with our church family. Now, first, we are going to need to build unity though, because obviously there's this mm-hmm. coming together. Um, but part of that building of unity is going to be, okay, you're grounded in your faith. You're built on the foundation of the gospel. Now go out and, and let, let's get the word out to the nations. Yeah. Equipping for even more ministry, even more ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of resources here. <laughs> And, and mm-hmm. thinking how those can be used for for the glory of God, even even opening the campus and becoming uh, a place where now you can invite in a different way. We have, mm-hmm. you know, there's more permanence than the temporary. Where are we going to be? We don't know yep. what we're doing, um, but it also brings a responsibility and a stewardship, and that that yeah. that's scary in a way, right? It and really is. You've been given much, not for yourself, but now to to just uh, use it as, uh, or use it for others. Yeah. 
one of my cousins was visiting uh, from out of town and just today was visiting the campus here. She wanted to, she and her husband, they wanted to see it. And uh, I think her husband was the one that commented uh, to me after walking through it and seeing it. He says, okay, so uh, now that you see what the Lord has entrusted to you, you know, how are you guys going to use this all mm-hmm. for the glory of God? Mm-hmm. And it, he's right. You know, you're looking at this wonderful campus and so many possibilities to help people know Christ, deepen their faith. I mean, Roger, you know how my mind works. I keep thinking about the conferences we can put on for equipping mm-hmm. and then the facilities that we have to bring people onto the campus to preach the gospel to them, sports ministries yeah. and, and door-to-door outreach that can be done. There's so many possibilities, and the Lord is equipping us in the sense that we're more people, more resources. Praise the Lord. There's a, a, a Spanish-speaking ministry that's been planted here on this campus as well. Um, to to continue that kind of ministry and partnership with the pastor, I mean, there's the the possibilities in some ways are infinite, and the Lord is the one who's provided and is strengthening us, and now we want to be obedient and go forth. Yeah. Now the challenge will be to be a participant and not just sit in the audience and receive yeah but to now do in whatever way the lord has equipped and the opportunities are all different for for each person but but yeah and if our if if those who are listening are from our church family don't be a spectator Mm -hmm. be a participant if you're from another church family don't be a spectator be a participant right wherever you are um and yeah we always had the excuse oh it's not our campus it's you know um now we don't have that anymore. Yeah. And so I hope that people will take that mandate. Well, any uh, any f- final thoughts on on this new season of ministry you want to share? Um, I, I guess uh, th- there's excitement, and then there's also anxiety mm-hmm. always, and there's the concern. You know, Lord, who who am I? to be a part of this uh, and be called to be the, the, the lead pastor in this, you know, of this group. And I'm like, mm, maybe it's time to move on to another ministry, bring someone else on, uh, you know, just, just praying for strength, for um, continued reliance on the Lord mm-hmm. and pray against any kind of pride or um, yeah, any of that that might creep in too. Yeah. So grateful for the elders. Man, we have a good group of elders. So grateful mm-hmm. and uh, excited. That's all. You? Well, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, I, I agree. And, and I think that the, yeah, the temptations will be there. The attack of the evil one will be there. And, um, yeah, there's a, a responsibility, but there's also a dependence and a humility before the Lord that it really is the Lord's work. It's the Lord's church. It's the Lord's gospel to his Amen. glory it's all for him you're just vessels uh, uh for his use and wanting to remember that so that it doesn't become about something else yep. but becomes about uh his truth his gospel and uh helping people meet christ and and glorify god and not about building 
an empire or a platform or a yep. status or an identity, all those things that become temptations when provision be, is there. Yep. You know, there is, there is something to those temptations that oh, yeah. are dangerous when there's provision, that when you have less, there is less of a temptation. But with it comes more dependence and reliance upon the Lord of, uh, through yep. it all. So. Amen. Well, great. We hope you uh, enjoyed this episode, and uh, we are in a new year. If you have new ideas or qu new questions that you have that you want us to answer, please send them our way. We hope this year to have uh, some more interviews with others um, and some new topics uh, for the year, and we'll continue to go through the London Baptist Confession. I don't know when we'll ever finish that, but we'll continue to walk our way through that and uh, uh, yeah, send us uh, any anything you have at feedback at rodandstaff.org, and we hope you will join us next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodandstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.